You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, I just want to just say, hey, we are so privileged to have our next speaker. Uh, he's as ever bit as big and popular as any of the speakers we've ever had come in here because he's the real deal. And uh, we love this we love this man and his family. And uh, Jake Bullard, uh, he just came back from Bethel two, three weeks ago from the School of the Prophets. And uh, yeah, and uh, he had a really great time and got to hang out with some really great people and get, got to see old Dano and some of those guys. So maybe, he, I don't know if he's going to share anything from that or he's just going to preach his message. But you guys give a round of applause to Jake Bullard. Woo-hoo! What's up? Been, I've been watching this, uh, I forget what channel it's on, but there's this thing about like the 80s and 90s stuff, and uh, one of the commercials that shaped the uh, 80s and 90s, or I think it was the 90s, was uh, Bud Light. What's up? What's up? We need to bring that back. Come here, agree with me then. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yeah, I'm not doing that up here. Thank you, though. Anyhow, how y'all doing? Awesome. How many of y'all are ready to have some fun? Yeah? Um, Just for clarity's sake, this says holy shift. Shift. Right? Shift. Heavy accent on the F. (laughs) Right? The F is not silent. Right? Um, And uh, I I love this kind of stuff because... you know, one is, uh, it is for freedom that Christ sets you free, right? Uh, and religion wants to keep you in bondage, right? And we've all grown up with some of this stuff. And um, I, how many of y'all know that I'm, I personally, and hopefully this is you, I'm a firm believer in, in upgrades in life. Come on, right? Spirituality, our, our understanding of scripture, our relationship with the Lord is from one glory to the next glory. And since his kingdom is ever expanding, you know, his government is ever expanding and his peace will know no end. There's always upgrades available, right? And sometimes that requires a holy shift in how we think. Amen? Right? All right. Um, so I'm going to walk you guys through some, uh, um, some of that holy shifting that God has done in me today. <laughs> right? You can say sifting, I guess. Right? Uh, sifting and stuff. And, um, you know, I love what uh, <laughs> Chris is getting scared. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. By now, now the message can start. All right, anyhow, um, I do love how um, Chris during transition was talking about the sick are the ones who need doctors, right? Jesus didn't come to heal the healed. He came to heal the sick, right? Uh, those who are in freedom don't need, you know, to be ushered into more freedom. It's those who are in bondage, right? Does that make sense? And, and, and part of what he was saying is like, you know, the system of darkness wants to get your focus off of what you're supposed to do out there in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that it does that. I don't have time today to go into all those details um, other than to tell you, you have the victory already. So no matter what it's looking like, you have that victory. And it's really a lot about what you're focused on. Does that make sense? One of my favorite things that I, um, you guys, most of y'all know dreams, me, dreams 222, all the, I'm the hashtag dream guy, all that kind of stuff. And so John Paul Jackson, um, you know, I, I didn't study under him by any means. Um, but, well, I didn't study under him like prolifically. God brought me an amazing woman in my dream life um, who is here today. Gosh, man, Miss um, Kathy Jones. Uh, she is my spiritual mama, and uh, man, <clears throat> she uh, whew, still a mama to this day. Um, but anyhow, one of the things, like you know, um, as I started like looking into different uh, YouTube videos and trainings in my journey and learning, one of the things I came across that John Paul Jackson said, and I absolutely love this: what you focus on, you make room for. And what you fear, you empower. Okay? 
And one of the one of the challenges that we as believers and in, in being that we're in this fleshly body have is is we're constantly being stretched and pulled in all these different directions of what we're focusing on, whether it be good things, jobs, kids, family, sports, all of that, or whether it's the life that happens, the shift that happens. Accent on the F. Right? But what are we focusing on? What are we fearing? Right? And so um you know, the enemy wants to get you over here so you're worried about all this other junk that doesn't happen. He wants your focus. How many of you guys recognize that the system of darkness operates off of pride? Right? We see that because Lucifer fell because of pride. Does that make sense? What does pride want? What does a bully want? How many of you guys grew up, you got bullied? Right? Everybody, everybody's gotten bullied before, Right? It doesn't matter if you're short and, you know, tall, skinny, fat, and what, whatever, right, Craig? I mean, you've never been bullied, have you? <laughs> he was the bully. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing that a bully wants is your attention, right? And so there's two ways to be the bully, right? The first one is to ignore them. Resist the devil, submit to God, and he shall flee. Right, but every now and then you got to stand up, pull your bootstraps up, tighten your belt loop a little bit, and pop that joker in the mouth. Right? Y'all follow me? Are y'all tracking? <clears throat> and um, and when we do that, we're able to shift our focus again. Right? So I want to encourage you today as we shift our focus, as we have a holy shift in our mindset, we're going to talk about healthy discernment. How many of you guys walk in a high level of discernment? Right? Oh, come on. There's at least eight other hands that I know for a fact should have been up. But you walk in, a, like, every woman in here, your hand should have been up. Woman's intuition is discernment, okay? Just so you know. Um, but there is a healthy version of discernment, and there is a non-healthy version of discernment. Right? And so I'm going to kind of walk you through some of my process and hopefully readjust our focus on the right piece of discernment. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm going to, um, is it okay if I stretch you guys today? Yeah. So I've got three yeses. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to walk you through several encounters, and hopefully I can get to my notes. Um, I do have a lot of notes. I have a lot of scripture. Okay? We do have a few, but we're going there. Okay? So I have a lot of stuff to back up, but a short time to get there. Um, but one of the things, like, I love how God speaks, you know, at least to me, with, it may be like a, all of a sudden he just come in, he drops a nugget, and you're like, ooh, that's good, right? Or a friend tells you something years ago, and it seemingly in that moment was really nothing, right? I mean, it wasn't profound or anything like that, right? But the Lord, like, continued to, like, just, you know, remember this, Pedro, remember what he said here? And you're like, yeah, but it didn't make sense back then. Anybody ever had that happen before? Okay. Oh, Holy Spirit, take over my tongue. May the words that come out of my mouth be of you and from you. And Jesus be glorified today for everything you did on the cross. In Jesus' name. So many years ago, in that time frame, when, when Kathy really started mothering me and stuff, I had another friend named Brandon who was um, very instrumental in helping me grow prophetically. And here over the last probably three months or so, there was something that Brandon said to me seven years ago that I haven't shook. And it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like nuts or anything like that. But the Lord kept kind of just like, like that little water drop. Boop, boop. You know what I'm talking about, anybody? And one of the things Brandon said, we were talking about the gifts of the Spirit, which you find in 1 Corinthians 12. And um, we were talking specifically about verse 10. Okay, which is, um, and this is just a piece of it, but this is what we're talking about today. And the New King James, and it's pretty, stand, pretty common across others. And to another, the discerning of spirits, right? Now, let me ask you this. I want to ask you to be vulnerable and real, okay? Because when we're vulnerable, then God moves in just some amazing ways. How many of you guys, when you've read that or applied that, it's always been to ident identifying what the, what the enemy was doing? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. A lot of us, okay? And if the truth be told, 
probably most of us, right? Oh, where's that witchcraft spirit over here or that Leviathan over there or anybody? I mean, come on, we're in a Pentecostal, you know, like, come on. Like, it's everywhere, right? Especially if you're like old school from the 80s and 90s, right? It's like devil under every rock kind of a thing, right? And, um, and so Brandon, we were talking about that, and I'm like, yeah. And I, I mean, we had a similar conversation. He said, you know what the Lord told me one day? I said, what's that? He said, it's not discerning of spirits. It's discerning of holy spirits. And I was like, oh, hold on, man. And so I had to kind of like backtrack. Now, I believe him. He's a friend of mine. I know he hears the Lord, but that was like foreign to me, okay? How many of you guys, that right there, discerning of holy spirits, that seems a little foreign. Anybody? Yeah, okay. It was foreign, again, for seven years, (laughs) okay? Um, So what I've been doing here recently is I, I go into the Blue Letter Bible, blb.org, and I, you know, break things down and stuff and start looking at it. And if I mispronounce this Greek word, Dallas is going to come up and correct me. <laughs> but the word discern in the Greek there, diakrisis. Did I do good? No, whatever. <laughs> I may have screwed it up. I'm sorry. It's a feminine noun, and it means distinguishing, discerning, and judging. Okay, pretty, pretty common, pretty standard there, right? But let's go to of spirits, okay? Um, and it is a neuter now, meaning it's neither male nor female, but it's pneuma, right? And how many, we've heard that before, pneuma, right? And in the Strong's in the Greek, it's number 4155 if you're a geek and need that reference, right? But here's how it is used, pneuma, throughout Scripture, Ready? Spirit, capital S, 111 times. Holy Ghost, 89 times. Spirit of God, 13 times. Spirit of the Lord, five times. My spirit, meaning the Lord saying my spirit, three times. Spirit of truth, three times. Spirit of Christ, two times. The human spirit, 49 times. And now we start to get to the end, and it's evil spirits, 47 times. Jesus' own spirit, six times. And his own ghost, two times. Right? And so it's important to me to kind of see how those things are laid out for where the weight of the importance should be for most scenarios. Does that make sense? And so I started looking at the biblical usage of spirits, right? Like, how does it actually define out, right? And this is all from BLB, okay? This is um, definition number one. If you're not familiar with the BLB, it'll break down like definition number one and then 1A, B, C, and then it could be 1A, 1. So it breaks down a lot, okay? This is even for uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 10 for spirit, okay? I'm going somewhere, I promise you guys. The first definition, which is the primary definition of that word spirit, is the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son. 1A, sometimes referred to in such a way that emphasizes his personality and character, the Holy Spirit. 1B, sometimes referred to in what is, uh, in in what is emphasized, emphasizes his work and power, the spirit of truth. Okay? Number three, and I really love this one. Never. Okay? How often is never? never? Never. Okay? Never referred to. As a depersonalized force. That's one C. Okay? Holy Spirit is a person in the Trinity. Amen. Come on. Right? It's not some abstract, 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 thank you, abstract force that's out there just floating around like Casper the little, you know, little ghost. Holy Spirit is a is power, but is a the third portion of the Trinity making up the whole of God. How many of y'all know that God is three in one? Amen. And Holy Spirit is part of that. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down for sake of time, but you guys could look all of that up. Okay. Um, all of what I'm about to say up. Um, so you have that was one A, B, and C. Now we have there's two A, B, and then there's three A, B, C, and then C one. <laughs> Are y'all tracking with me? Okay. So I am down the list a long ways. Does that make sense? Okay. <clears throat> so three 
C1. I'm on the 12th definition right now, just to give you a number. Used of demons or evil spirits who were con- uh, conceived and in, in, <laughs> inhabiting, excuse me, the bodies of men. So one of, why do I bring that up? Because for a long time, I always thought discernment was figuring out what the devil was doing. How many, I mean, was that y'all, anybody? Right? Like you turn on the news, man, the devil's out to get everybody. The world's getting darker, right? <laughs> Going to hell in a handbasket, man. You know, um, someone tries to actually, you know, a leader of yours may, you know, that you're under, um, you know, under a covering of might be like, hey, man, I need you to uh, smile a little more in church. Man, he's got a controlling spirit, that demon on him. Right? Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm being a little facetious here because I'm not pointing fingers, but I've, I've heard this stuff before, right? You know, and Chris doesn't do that, okay? Although I think I should smile more. Um, <laughs> but what about, right? What about, I don't want to go through the list of spirits because, uh, you know, I don't want to have my attention on those right now. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, man, there's something so on that. And it took me back to what Brandon had said about, Discerning of holy spirits. Yeah, I love seeing the question marks on y'all's faces. This is going to be good. <clears throat> so, um, have y'all understood that I really don't like the enemy? Right? Can't stand him. One of the other things I can't stand is when um, we're, we're constantly looking for those demonic spirits. We think that there's a devil under every rock or behind every bush. Right? Well, I want to remind you that we as believers outnumber the dark side by two to one. Because in Revelation 12, he saw the dragon scoop one third of the stars. The stars represent the angels, you know, out of the sky and cast them to the earth. That means two thirds, if God did not create more after that, are on our side. Right? That's why we have the God of angel armies that's fighting our battles on our behalf. Come on. That should get you fired up. It gets me fired up, right? And so that's one of my pet peeves. And, and, and as I do dream interpretation, as I train, you know, there's 3,900 members in my dreams group that I started in 2019, right? There's a lot that's in there. And not everybody comes from, you know, our stream. There's a lot of different people. There's people like, I love Jesus. I'm not sure about dreams. I want to learn, right? I've even had witches, warlocks, and psychics try to get into my group. I kid you not. Yeah, like, that's a notch on my belt, dang it. Right? Come on. But some, some people come from a very religious mindset to where it's big devil, little God. Right? Or it's higher levels, higher devils. I'm trying to figure out how much higher is hell than heaven. Mm. Ooh. And if we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, maybe we got our focus in the wrong spot because what we focus on, we make room for what we fear, we empower, right? And so one day, I mean, I do a lot of Facebook Lives, and, and I do a lot of them on my phone. Some of you guys have seen some of them. Um, and so one day, I gained some revelation, right? And uh, how many of y'all like gaining revelation? Anybody? Like heavy, revy, like, whoa, like snap you out, right? <laughs> like, I love that. But I want to encourage you with something real quick, because we have a semi-mystical family here. Right? And I love that. But what I want to encourage you with is this. Every spiritual or supernatural encounter should lead you into a theological foundation. In other words, it should take you somewhere into Scripture to lay that foundation out. Right? Secondly, every theological experience you had should lead you into a supernatural encounter or a spiritual encounter. Right? The first and foremost and the greatest is our salvation. That is the greatest supernatural and spiritual encounter you'll ever make, being changed, being metamorphosed into the new creature. Amen? Right? How many of y'all are glad about being the new creature, right? But those of us who, are, who have these supernatural encounters on a semi or regular basis, if we don't lay out that theological foundation, then we get weird. Who's seen some weird? 
Who's seen something real weird, right? I love a shofar. But man, every time, Jesus, you know, like, whoa, whoa, bro, okay? I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, but man, that's some weird. Have many of y'all ever seen a, a prophet with a staff and a cloak walking around? Anybody seen that before? I've heard some stories. You have Nick. I mean, whoo, right? Um, so, but, but we need to lead into a theological foundation so that we're not weird, Right? Because that's going to repel people. And the kingdom is all about bringing them in. Amen? Authenticity, vulnerability, a realness. Okay? But on the vice versa, a theological foundation should lead you into a supernatural encounter. Do you know why? Because if they do not, you become a religious person who is impotent, meaning you don't reproduce. How many of y'all like being around religious people on a regular basis? <laughs> I, I, I love them. I just don't want to be around them. Okay, some of them are... Never mind. <laughs> Bless them, Jesus, right? So this one day, um, I have a supernatural encounter. And this is how that encounter happened. God speaks to me a lot of times either through dreams or visions. Anybody else like that, Right? And so in this vision, or just to set it up a little bit, in that time frame of, of um, when I had this vision, there was a lot of people interpreting dreams, and they would see what they perceived as a negative dream. They'd be like, oh, there's a witchcraft spirit after you. Oh, there's a Leviathan coming, right? Oh, man, that, that python spirit, that's why you can't breathe, brother, right? <laughs> or heaven forbid a Jezebel show up. And it's all about the dark side and how powerful they are. And so I personally was a little irritated. How many of you know that God sometimes allows those things to happen to irritate you, to push your buttons so that you, like, want more? That you have that opportunity to come up higher. Let me show you what's really going on. Anybody? Come on, right? So I have this vision, and in the vision, I'm holding my phone like this, and I'm doing a Facebook Live in my group. And one of the things I said is, so many of you are so concerned and so focused on finding all of the evil spirits that are out there. You're looking for the witchcraft spirit, the Jezebel, the Absalom, the Leviathan, the Python. You forget to find the seven spirits of God that are hidden in every dream. I snapped out of that like somebody threw a cold bucket of water on me. And I said, do what? Because that was not in my vernacular. I mean, I struggle with saying vernacular, come on, <laughs> or abstract, you know. And so I was like, whoa, it literally snapped me out. So what do you do when you have something like that? Anybody ever had anything like that happen to you, yeah. right? So what do you do? You go to Scripture. So one of the reasons why I like the Blue Letter Bible so much is because, oh, man, um, is because you can type in a phrase or a word or a Bible verse, and it comes up. And so if you type in just, like, spirit, you'll, you'll see where I came up with all of that information I just shared with you a few minutes ago. So I go in, and I type in seven spirits of God, right? And one, two, three, four. Four times in the book of Revelation, the, John mentions the seven spirits of God. John, to the seven churches who are in Asia, this is one, four, uh, grace and peace to you from him who is and was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. The next verse, I'm not going to read them for sake of time, but please go do it. Revelation 3.1, Revelation 4.5, and Revelation 5.6. John is seeing that in different points. At one point, he said, to him who holds the seven stars and the seven spirits of God in his hand. Like, how big is Jesus? He's got seven massive stars in his hand and the seven spirits of God. Pretty big guy, y'all, right? Then I went a little further. <clears throat> and I, saw, I pull up Isaiah 11, 1 through 3, okay? Because I want more. And this is what it says in NIV. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. 
and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. See, one of the things that Isaiah, I believe, was seeing is he was having one of those visions that we just talked about. And he's seeing into eternity future where, John, where Jesus is in the water with John the Baptist. And as he comes out, what happens? What comes down on Jesus? Which represents Holy Spirit. He's seeing the baptism of Jesus right here. And he said, and it, the, the, um, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And, he, and, and Isaiah listed all out and he's seeing it. And what he's seeing, in my opinion, okay, this might offend some of you and I don't apologize. But I believe that he's watching Jesus be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I believe that he's watching Jesus being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's my personal belief, okay? And it's based off of this right here. Now, that might stretch some of you guys, and I might change my opinion on that in the future. But where I'm at right now, that's what I'm seeing. Or at least that's the way God showed me so that it was palatable for me. Does that make sense? Sometimes he shows you things based upon how you hear him. Does that make sense? And so in that, I was like, oh, man, that is good. So I started digging in. And I started looking at different things. Um. Man, I'm so short on time. Um, and so the Spirit of the Lord, this is what I, I, I'm going to, man, I've got tons of notes. I won't be able to hit them all, so my apologies. We, have part two, so we could have part two, and we probably will have part two. It's kind of what I'm counting on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the Spirit of the Lord. That is number one. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of understanding. Spirit of counsel. Spirit of might. Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Those are the seven spirits of God. They all make up the totality of Holy Spirit. If God can be three in one, like we agreed earlier, Holy Spirit can be seven in one. Does that make sense? Each of those spirits represent a function that Holy Spirit does. Does that make sense? Right? And so one of the things I started focusing on specifically for me in those negative dreams and in nightmares and things of that nature is, all right, where is one or more of the seven spirits of God hidden in this, this dream? Does that make sense? And so what I, and then I started focusing on that instead of what the devil was doing. Because anything the devil tells you he's doing, he is lying. Does that make sense? Right? It's a might be if you lend him your authority. Right? So I started focusing on finding where's wisdom at in this? Is there, are they running and they have to make a decision to go somewhere? Oh, there's spirit of wisdom right there leading them down there right? Maybe it was a dream of intimacy, right? Whether covenantal or non-covenantal. Y'all, are y'all following me that? Or do I need to expel that out? Okay. Y'all are good. Okay. Um, and so I was like, oh, oh, spirit of knowledge. So there's a, a deep well of knowledge that you want them to know about. And the enemy is trying to pervert that. But he brings wholeness and restoration. He redeems all things. Amen. Behold, I make all things new, right? Uh, We have understanding. Spirit of understanding is what brings and releases the revelation. Those supernatural encounters, why you need theological foundation is so that you can release understanding, so you can partner with the spirit of understanding to release it. So that in, in Hazelhurst, you rock their world. So in Douglasville, in Ackworth, in Marietta, in Atlanta... And wherever you're at, you rock their world because you're able to partner with spirit of understanding to release that, what you just walked through, and make sense. Okay? I know this is deep and this is heavy, and some of you guys are like, Jake, you are off your rocker. If you only knew. (laughs) Right? Um, Spirit of counsel. Right? How many of y'all need good sound counsel? Right? Maybe like you're going into a business meeting. There's several ways you can partner with the seven spirits of God there. Do you know that all seven of the spirits of God are crying out for you to hear them? Come on, right? Now I've messed up my flow of my notes. Sorry, Jerry. (laughs) All through Proverbs, go read Proverbs, and you're going to see where wisdom calls out, where understanding calls your name. All through, there's multiple, multiple, multiple. And again, I don't have time to break all that down. But they desire to communicate with you. Why? Because Holy Spirit loves you. Holy Spirit is the comforter. 
Many times just on a teaching nugget on dreams, when you have a dream and there is a motherly figure in your dream, whether it's your biological mother, your grandmother, a spiritual mother, maybe the mother of this house, many, many times that figure is representing Holy Spirit. Why? Because Holy Spirit makes up the feminine natures of God. Holy Spirit is that. If he created man and created us in his image, both male and female, there has to be a female thought process, a female, a a femininity of God somewhere in the Trinity, and it is Holy Spirit. Quick example. This week, Caleb got a little sick, right? Guess who he cuddled with 90% of the time while he was sick? Say that again. His mama. When I was sick, I didn't want my dad. I wanted my mama. Okay, anybody else like that, or am I alone? Right? Why? Because my mom had a, a design inside of her because she carries the feminine DNA of Holy Spirit in a physical form from as comforter for me to lean into. Does that make sense, you guys? By the way, all seven of the named seven spirits of God here in Isaiah 11, all seven of them are feminine nouns. All seven of them. Okay? So go back and and read that. There's a good book, um, Forgotten Feminine, great book to read, a lot of other stuff, okay? Um, But she is, Holy Spirit is the comforter there, okay? Um, We have spirit of might, right? What does spirit of might look like? Who? Mama bear, right? So there was, there was, oh Lord Jesus. Um, one time, y'all see how, like stand up, Rachel, stand up, okay? And she's wearing flats. Y'all see the distance here, right? Right? Um, she's small but mighty, yes. Um, when Luke was younger, he was wrestling. Parker was little. I don't even know if Caleb was born yet. He was, but uh, we, were, we were at a wrestling match. We were on the floor, me and Luke, and all of a sudden, I look up into the sands, and I see Rachel doing one of these things <laughs> to a guy who is as, as tall as Bill Hobbs, but 400 pounds. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. I go up there to check what's going on, and she's ripping into him because his son took a ball and threw it against Parker's head as hard as he could when Parker's head was that far away from a cinder block wall. So what does Parker's head do? Smack right up against the wall. He cries. I think he was maybe six at the time, eight. He was, he was young, still in that tender side, right? And what, does, what happened to her? Man, don't mess with mama bear. So I go up there, and I hear her giving it to him. And then that kid is like, you're a liar. Oh, don't tell her that. <laughs> and then the dad said, you're lying. And I'm like, oh, God. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's big, okay? Very few people make me feel small. I felt small, and I'm looking at him, I'm going, all right, his head's too big, his neck's too big, I can't punch him and lay him out, all right, there's his right knee, if I pick up and I, you know, height, you know, uh, it wouldn't have ended good for me either, but I'm like, all right, I'm about to go to jail, I'm about to go to jail, I'm like, I'm just trying to settle my mind to the fact that I'm about to get cuffed, right, and it, I think the Lord knew it was coming, because whatever happened, he left, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I didn't really feel like getting cuffed in front of all these people. And then um, I sat down with Rachel. I'm like, what happened? She explains it to me. I'm like, did you see how big that guy was? And she's like, he was not that big. I'm like, excuse me? No, he, I, he was huge. I felt small. He, you were bigger than him, Jake. I'm like, no. what do you think? He was Chris's size? Um, <laughs> but... I said he was that, anyhow, we argued about that. We go to a tournament two weeks later. We're sitting on the, in the bleachers, and I said, hey, Rachel, you remember how big that guy was? He was not that big. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. We did one of those things. I said, really? Would you stop? He was not that big. I said, seriously? I said, you see that guy that just walked in? She goes, yeah, that's him. Holy crap, he's huge. <laughs> I said, yes, I know. Because when I was breaking that down, spirit of might, when I saw it was a feminine noun, because me as Macho Jake, I thought it was, you know, big, bad guy, right? And, and I thought it was going to be a masculine noun. And the Lord said, no, spirit of might is mama bear. Do you remember that? And he replayed that whole story in my head. I'm like, holy cow. And then I had another personal experience to where I was battling through some stuff. And I was driving for a meeting. And I was praying to Holy Spirit. 
Enter the seven spirits of God. I was interacting because they're calling my name according to Proverbs, right? And all scriptures God breathed. So I was like, all right. I said, spirit of wisdom, I invite you into my truck. You know, um, understanding, knowledge, come in here. Um, you know, if you're free to say anything. And then they show up in my truck. They show up in my truck. Wisdom's in my front seat, understanding and knowledge in my back truck, in my back seat. And I'm like, whoa. And like, I don't know about you guys. If you've ever been in that deep encounter, you're like, whoa. You're excited, but you're a little timid. And you're like, oh, you don't know what to feel. That's where I was at. Um, the Lord just told me that was fear of the Lord. I'm like, oh, cool. You were there too. Um, and so I was praying through this. And I said, wisdom, you have permission to say whatever. Speak to me. I'm listening. Right? Samuel, I'm here, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak. Right? And so spirit of... Oh, man. So wisdom turns her head and goes like that and says, you should invite. And almost like in a little British accent, too. So I got to talk to her about that. But she goes, you should invite spirit of um, spirit of might as well. And I'm like, whoa. See, wisdom is going to give you action steps that are above your pay grade that you don't know. Does that make sense, you guys? For you to do certain things. Words of wisdom being one of those. If you're in business and you need a new solution, wisdom will bring that to you. There's all sorts of different aspects and stuff. But when she said that, I was like, oh, I guess I'm inviting spirit of might. And so I said, spirit of might, you're welcome here too. Instant. It sounded like fire igniting. Like if you took a gallon of gasoline over a bonfire and you throw that match in, all the rednecks, I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> now Chris has. Right? And she's in my front seat. Wisdom immediately moves to the back seat. And I'm like, what the heck? And I said, and because I'm battling over the situation where I'm being accused of some stuff that I'm not, like, guilty of. Anybody ever been there before? Right? And so I said, spirit of might, swing the sword of truth. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. And she leans and she goes, I don't swing the sword of truth. I swing the sword of justice. And I went, whoa, right? I was like, man, it, it totally rocked me in that. Um, and so I started breaking things. I started like, so I started praying for her to swing her sword to ju justice, right? Man, time. We're going to do part two, okay? And I'm going to break this down even more. I want to give you the scripture, but um, I think it's Isaiah. Where did you go? Justice is the vengeance of the Lord. It's not ours. Okay? It comes, to, it comes in his perfect timing, not ours. So when we, don't get the, when we don't get our way or the way we envision it, still know that justice or might is swinging that sort of justice on your behalf. Um, man, I really wanted to read that one to you. I promise you it's in there. Anyhow. Then the lastly... Or you have knowledge and then fear of the Lord. Okay? How many of y'all know it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom? And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. There's four of the seven spirits mentioned right there. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Right there, Proverbs 9, 10. How did Jesus, how many of y'all know Jesus' perfect love? How many of y'all ever thought about how perfect love could ever stand in the presence of fear because perfect love cast out all fear, right? That fear is not an, uh, a scared trepidation. It is a holy awe and reverence. The Orthodox Bible even says it is godliness, okay? Um, but if you want to operate more with Holy Spirit, anybody in here with me, right? You want more wisdom? Let me see a show of hands. More knowledge? More understanding, more counsel, more might. Come on, right? It starts there with the, it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of all of that. What is that? That's you being in awe of daddy. That he has all the resources available for you at any point. He is 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Come on. Right? That's your heavenly father where all the resources of heaven reside and can be poured out into you. Right? So if you want those things, rest in that, not in the fear of him, but in the awe of him, in the godliness, in righteousness, peace, and joy, in the Holy Spirit. 
It's like, I'm going to share one more story. I'm going to make it quick, I promise. But this is how the Lord related it to me. When I was around 10 or 11 years old, we wanted a basketball goal for, our, for Christmas, okay? And my dad worked with the railroad, okay? My dad came from poverty, and so anytime he could outdo anybody, once he got money, guess what he did? <laughs> he showed off, which is kind of cool in some ways. And so um, he was also the, the superintendent of signals and construction for the entire northern division of Norfolk Southern Railroad, okay? So he had access to all sorts of heavy equipment, even trains if he wanted, okay? And so in that time, one of my neighbors, his dad worked at Georgia Power. And as kids, how many of y'all did this? My dad's truck's bigger than your dad's truck. Anybody, right? And so we had that battle going, and he'd come home in that lineman's truck, and my dad would pull up in a little Suburban or, you know, some other car. And I'm like, no. Cause, you know, I, I was constantly battling him that my dad's stuff was bigger than his dad's stuff. You know why? Because I'd been in the train yard, I had seen the excavators. I had seen the trucks that carry the cross ties and all the signal poles. I had seen that. I knew what my dad had, and he didn't. Y'all, y'all tracking with me? And so we went through this debate, and then one day my dad was like, I ain't getting you no little pole, boy. I'm like, no. We dug a three-foot by three-foot by three-foot hole in our ground. And we laid a, it was like either a 500 or a 1,000-pound, I don't remember, cube into the ground of concrete and it had like four studs coming out that were this big okay and what happened my dad brought home a bona fide railroad signal pole for my basketball pole a little georgia power linesman truck if you work for georgia power southern power no offense it ain't big enough to carry that thing that pole itself weighed over a thousand pounds It was huge. It was 20 foot tall. It had those big arms that hold the big signals. That's what it had. And we had to have a crane truck. Boom. Put that sucker down. Y'all follow me? And so Eric comes by that day because, I mean, my dad's putting on a show, as he would. And, And he's coming by, and he is like, oh, my God. And he comes up to me. You know what he tells me, Chris? Man, Jake, your dad's truck is bigger than my dad's truck. And I'm like, why are you reminding me of that story, Lord? He goes, because that is true fear of the Lord. That is being in awe of me, knowing, because you knew what your dad had access to. You know what I have access to. So the fear of the Lord is sitting in that awe and in that place. That is the beginning of all of this right here. I've got so many verses, and I don't have time to do them anymore. But I want to encourage you. To Instead of focusing on those demonic spirits, focus, be intentional. I, I, I'm sh- I can feel the tension. I know some of you guys are questioning what I'm saying. I b- wish I had more time to break down more scripture. I'd be happy to have a coffee with you and do that. <clears throat> but I want to encourage you. When you have a dream, when life is going on, instead of being like the devil's out to get me, which spirit is out to get me so I can pray and Shanda Hyundai and, you know, but I bought a Kia, you know, without doing all that kind of stuff, right? That you actually go, oh, this is, oh, there's a, oh, it's a python? Oh, oh, I've got the breath of life in my lungs. I have authority in my lungs. Who can I partner with in this? Spirit of might, slice that dragon off of me in Jesus' name, Right? Or you're going into a situation with work where you need divine wisdom, spirit of wisdom. I open my ears, speak clearly to me so I can release the kingdom in this scenario and that Jesus may be glorified. If you want knowledge here is, the, is the, to know someone in a carnal way. Y'all know what I mean by carnal way, right? It's intimacy with Jesus. It's intimacy with Holy Spirit. It's the parable of the ten virgins. It's the oil, Matthew 25. Be intentional about this. Stay in that spot with Holy Spirit. Stay in that fear of the Lord. Look for those things. When you need justice, man, spirit of might is there to slice it up, man. And I've seen her do it. It is powerful, guys. So I want to encourage you as best I can. Have that holy shift in your perspective. If this is stretching you, Good. Because if you're not getting stretched, you ain't growing. You're not building muscle, spiritual muscle. And the purpose of revelation isn't for me to hold it. 
isn't for you to hold it or for you to hold it or for you to hold it. The purpose of revelation is given to you so that you digest it, so you chew on it, you meditate on it, and it becomes part of your DNA. Does that make sense? So that you can release it with authority because you've walked it out. Does that make sense? That is how you partner with spirit of understanding. And I want to encourage you to do that so that the sick may be healed. So that you can represent Jesus to those who need him. And partner with Holy Spirit in a more finite, more direct way versus a broad way. Does that make sense? Right? Sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit move, and that's great. But if you know they need wisdom, spirit of wisdom, speak. Does that make sense, you guys? Man. So I want to invite you guys to do something. I want to invite you, if, if you... Thank you, Craig. If you want to get activated and see more of Holy Spirit in your life and in the world and recognize where Holy Spirit is moving in a more robust way than what you currently are, I want to invite you to stand up real quick. encourage you with we're on holy ground (laughs) if there is an area where you need wisdom I want to encourage you to partner with spirit of wisdom if there's an area where you need justice I want to encourage you to partner with might scripture says that with we kings don't go to war without counsel so if you're battling in something I want you to partner with spirit of counsel but what I want you to do I want you to open up your hands real quick Holy Spirit we just thank you for your omniscience your omnipresence we thank you for all of the seven spirits that you are we just invite you to move right now in Jesus name We give you permission to move in our midst as the fire that you are. To blow in like that mighty rushing wind that you are. To breathe and to whisper into the ears and into the hearts of us as we partner with you, Lord. If you have a prayer language, just quietly pray in your prayer language. And I want you to do something real quick. Do this between you and Holy Spirit. But when when you say what I'm about to lead you in, I want you to trust what you hear next. Holy Spirit. Say this after me. You you say it out loud if you want, whatever. Let's say, Holy Spirit. Which of your seven spirits do you want me to partner with now? And if one of those popped into your mind, into your heart, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, maybe it was a scenario that you're walking through in life. Trust what you heard is for that spirit. And I want to encourage you to engage with that spirit. Talk to that spirit like you do to Holy Spirit because it is Holy Spirit. This is the discernment of Holy Spirit spirits this is healthy discernment to see where god is moving and how he is moving where he is moving so holy spirit which of your seven spirits do you want me to partner with By show of hands, who heard something, saw something, felt something? Look at that. Oh,
Lord Jesus. Thank you. I want to encourage you to write that down right now. Holy Spirit, thank you for loving us and speaking to us. Thank you for wisdom and understanding, for crying out, for calling our names, for counsel and might to speak to us, for knowledge to lead us into deep, intimate encounters with you, Jesus. And thank you, Daddy, that you are who you say you are and that you do what you say you're going to do. Lord, help us to take this out into the world, to no longer just discern the evil spirits, but to learn how to partner and discern which of your seven spirits we are to partner with to release the kingdom on earth so that Jesus may get his rightful reward here in Atlanta, here in Ackworth, in Marietta, in Buford, in Georgia, and throughout the world. Jesus, this is all for you, to bring you your glory. Holy Spirit, give them the courage to walk this out. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I just release an abundance, a double portion of courage right now in Jesus' name. Hmm. Anyone who is doubting that right now, that you can walk this out, I want to invite you forward. Can I get some of the prayer team up here real quick? Because we're going to break that off of you. We're going to release a double portion of courage over you. If you want some additional prayer, I want to invite you to come up and pray over these things, over these people. Holy Spirit is here. If you need a fresh baptism of fire, come on down. If you want to seal this up a little more personalized, come on down. But I want, to, I want you to know that you have all of Holy Spirit in you and living through you at all times. You're never separated from any of the seven spirits of God. And so I want to encourage you, as you leave today, look for opportunities to partner with them and to release the kingdom as you go. Guys, we love you. So glad you were here. Now it's time to go ye therefore. Love you guys. We'll see you all next week. If you want prayer, please come forward. We would love to pray with you and, and just do whatever it is you need. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. For more resources and information about Resurgent ATL, please visit our website.